0: Good morning everyone, this is Fran Lewis, this is MJ Network, MJ a member of my sister Marsha Joyce and I'm very happy that Matt Coyle is here, the author of Doomed Legacy. Rick, Rick, private investigator Rick Hale has been running from his past And chasing the truth his whole life But his past is relentless And so is the CTE A disease caused by repeated head traumas That attacked his body and his mind We're going to learn more about what happens But when he decides to do a favor for a friend Unfortunately for the friend It proved deadly Good morning and how are you? And I am ready Good
1: morning friend. thanks for having me I'm that.
0: glad you're here So Rick Cahill has his head traumas What caused it And how does it affect his personal life
1: Well it's kind of from a, a life You can call it a, a life of violence um, It's hmm. as, as you probably know It's a legitimate disease Chronic traumatic encephalopathy yeah. Called a pro football disease um, he, he boxed when he was a youngster Golden gloves, he played football from when he was probably about 10 until his second year of college. Uh, he had numerous, he's had numerous concussions as a private investigator. So it kind of uh, was inevitable that he had this disease. When I first started mm-hmm. writing uh, the book a long, long time, the books a long, long time ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I had a rule that I wanted to adhere to is that, every physical and emotional um, damage he suffered would have scars. And so it only made sense after all those um, repeated head uh, traumas that he would have this disease.
0: That That is scary. And it's,
1: it's caught the late in this book. Uh, Doom, we li- we learned about it in the last book, uh, Last Redemption. But yeah. in this book, Doom Legacy, a new symptom, which is a, le- a real symptom for, um, That some people have of this disease Which is this uh, Uncontrollable rage that comes on uh, Like like Mm. flipping a light switch And that's that's what He's encountered It's put a rift between him and his wife He's tried to hide it from her uh, Not terribly successfully But whenever she wants to talk about it um, He gets mad And doesn't want the rage to blow up So he just flees the house And uh, that's not good for a uh, Relationship
0: that that makes it really hard. It's almost like he needs more than anger management. That's really scary. Yeah, that's true. And I, I know people things. that that have that problem that get angry for no reason, and all of a sudden, you better hide. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is he
1: can he, can, he yeah. can become violent, and he certainly doesn't want to be around his wife and child in that situation.
0: Yeah, I know. I I won't tell you what I think about Leo right now, but I will. Mm. So how and why did you create that first heartfelt scene, and why does she get upset with him because of the daughter? That that was like oh, she takes it from a different perspective.
1: Well, yeah, well, uh, Rick, those who've read the books know is lost. His mm-hmm. first wife was murdered before the first book. Uh, yesterday's echo. Yeah. It's in the backstory of yesterday's echo, and he thought he'd never be a father. Uh, and now, all these years later, he met a woman he fell in love with, who also didn't think she'd be able to be a mother because she'd had miscarriages, never been able to bring a child to um, birth. Well, they get married, and and uh, they have this child, uh, Krista, and to Rick, it's uh, mm-hmm. she's a miracle child. And he, but Rick, with all the violence that's happened in his life, all the things he's seen. He's a little paranoid, and so every night he, while he thinks Leah's is asleep, he gets up, goes over to the, uh, goes across the hall to the nursery, and watches his daughter sleep. And sometimes for over an hour, he doesn't even. He's kind of in a trance. He's, mm. he's, you know, with each with each breath, he, he's sure she's okay. And so, in the opening of Doom Legacy, when he goes back to bed, Leah questions him about it and he realizes that all these dead nights he's thought she's been sleeping through him going across the way she's actually been awake and she thinks it's paranoid and she thinks it's not good for the daughter to because there have been a couple times where she's awake awakened with rick hovering over her, and it's and made her cry and, and leah mm. it, doesn't want that. And she also does, she wants the daughter to be able to wake up in the middle of the night and know that everything's okay. You can wake up in the dark and, and you're okay. Mm-hmm. And so that starts, uh, that, their, their argument uh, ignites one of these rages for Rick's, Rick. So um, he bolts from the house and just takes off running. And of course, um, that is not good for his relationship with his wife. And then in the morning, she takes the daughter, Krista, up to her parents' house in uh, Santa Barbara.
0: Yeah, I know people that actually do that, actually watch their child sleep all night. I guess there are people with, that have, you know, sudden infant oh, syndrome, so they get nervous yeah, right away, sure. too. Yeah, that that that's scary, yeah. too. I know, but I have a oh, little brother. My, mo- my mother made me watch him 24 hours a day. What a pain. Uh, well, <laughs> well, wow. He still is. <laughs> So <laughs> he, he gets a phone call from Sarah Benari, Ben Bandari. What does she want yeah. what what does she want to know and why does she ask a favor?
1: Yeah. She's uh Rick as a uh, concession to being married, having a child, he's now he takes he doesn't take cases where he thinks he could get in physical. Mm. He's a private investigator. Doesn't he take cases where he thinks there's going to be, you know, the possibility to get hurt or be terribly um, dangerous, so he's relegated his work to do background checks for major corporations in Southern California, and actually it's turned out to be very lucrative um, and uh safe but he sits behind a computer all day and he doesn't particularly like that that's not in his dna but of course it's what he has to do because he's a he's a family man now and he doesn't want to get injured and uh so sarah bandari is, works in the hr department for one of his um his biggest client and he doesn't really they've never met uh but they sort of are friends because of an email you know they have to email each other for work and occasional phone call and it. Sort of a budding distant friendship, and
0: mm-hmm. she
1: calls and asks Rick for to check up on something. And he thinks is really kind of an inner office thing that he shouldn't get involved with checking mm-hmm. up on this other investigative agency that does what he does for the company. But because you know she basically um, is his doorway to getting paid, he decides to help her and check out this this company. It's got something to do with missing uh, background check files, and mm. he he does it uh, because he to help her, but he doesn't think it's serious. He doesn't really find what he does find out about this investigative agency is that they they have an office way up high in one of the biggest um, skyscrapers mm. in San Diego. San Diego is limited limited height for skyscrapers. We still call them skyscrapers. And so all the other private investigative agencies he knows, like himself, couldn't afford to have offices there. Um, it's way out of the realm. Plus their their website, there's not a whole lot of information there. And there's also zero reviews. And, you know, in today's world, everybody gets reviewed. And this agency has been in business for, I think, seven years. It's got zero reviews. I think that's a little hinky. but other than that, doesn't find anything particularly wrong with them. He thinks maybe they just have very wealthy clients that don't want to be advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, so he brings that information back to uh, Sarah, and uh, he thinks that's that. Yeah, that
0: that is, that is odd, yeah. But, you know, it's funny. I'm, I was looking up, I can't say what, the other day, uh, a specific uh, company, and I'm saying, gee, They've been doing this forever, and they also have no reviews, and they're going to get mine at the end. That's very strange. It, it is very strange, especially for this type of business, and I have to deal with them a little bit longer, and when I do, then I will uh, write something just so not so nice. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, so she has a favor. tell us about the PI agency. So she wants Rick to investigate it, but he, like I said, He doesn't suspect anything. And what's odd about the new employees? There's something strange about them.
1: Well, there's um, the reason she contacts him is because she thinks there's something going on, perhaps, with um, management of the company because there's there's these three employees that their background checks are missing. They've been hired, I think, in the last month or so. And mm-hmm. she thinks that's odd. It's not there's, – there's other women that – other, uh, I'm sorry, employees that do what she does. So it's not really her, her case, but she mm-hmm. came across it, and she thinks it's odd, and she can't get any answers from um, the people around her. So she goes to Rick, and like I said, he thinks, well, this is kind of an inner office thing. I don't really belong doing this. It's kind of minor, but, you know, I, I can't make an enemy of someone who helps me get paid.
0: I don't blame him, and Leah's not around, so I guess he could, he's got sort of free reign. Yeah. But sometimes when right. he does something, he does it at all strange times of the day, right? You never know when you're going to find him, where you're going to find him. So I get nervous a lot that something's going to happen. <laughs> what am I going to say? So what changes when, when something happens to her, and how does it lead to the fact that there might be a serial rapist loose? That was really scary, and I really liked Sarah. I felt so bad.
1: Yeah, well, um, she ends up being raped and murdered. Um, very yeah. soon thereafter, she asked this favor for Rick, and, and Rick is because it goes back to the death of his wife. Um, like I said, it was the backstory to his entire life in the series. And because of... He feels responsible, somewhat responsible for his wife's death because he wasn't there when she needed him. And he wasn't there because he was doing something Mm. to hurt the marriage. And so he's got this guilt and this need for redemption. So when someone's in trouble, someone connected him, all these years later, even though this is a very tangential connection between him and Sarah, he feels the need to make sure that justice is brought and he does some investigating on his own and he thinks the police Are maybe Off on a wrong They're on the wrong path and of course they think He's full of crap and you
0: know mm-hmm. stick
1: To your own business And so he because of that Even though he's not responsible In any way for what's happened to Sarah
0: Because no. he knew her
1: and because it sort of Happened on his watch he feels The need to find the truth Which leads to You know danger
0: No kidding Real bear danger, another kind people are going to expect too. So, you were created yeah. this reporter. Why does the reporter want to team up with him, and what's his deal? I wasn't sure about this guy.
1: Max Andrews, I think, is reporter. Yeah. Name. Um, yeah, Rick. Rick, when he finds out about what happened to Sarah, he there is a there is a serial rapist in Southern California, in San Diego mm. County. And so this reporter has been covering the story of the rapist – of course, nobody knows who he is – from day one. And so Rick uh, feels that's only – because he can't get anything from the police, he connects up with this reporter, or he tries to. He tries to get information from this reporter to help him on his own investigation. And he finds out the reporter seems to know more than he actually – Writes in his in his pieces, and the reporter is also trying. You know, he's trying to get information from Rick, whatever he knows. So it's a little bit of a, a tug of war between the two of them. They sort of both need each other, but don't want to give up what they know.
0: Yeah, I know that's really odd oh, too. I wasn't sure about her. So Sarah's sister hires Rick, and why does the reporter seem to have more access? And how does they how does he learn that Sarah's cell phone and laptop are missing, and that the police don't have them? How does this reporter know more than he does, more than than the police does too?
1: Yeah, well, that's the conundrum for for Rick. He's wondering, yeah, why 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 aren't the police concerned with this, and why does the, how does this guy know this information? Um, that he's uh, also not reporting, but he, he happens to know I'm back started. However, he is going to take uh, what Rick does learn from this reporter is that he is going to run a piece in the paper coming up on the weekend kind of letting out some of this new information, and that mm. forces the the um, police department to have a press conference um, that bef- the day that this Article comes out, they got to kind of cover their cover their rear ends and, and let the community know that we've been working on this for a while because otherwise it would look like um, they haven't
0: paid enough attention to it. Well, can't they stop him? They can't stop a reporter from saying to them, "We're going to you know find you, or we're going to hold you, whatever." You can't you can't leak this information because you're going to leak ruin our investigation. They can't stop him at all.
1: Well, they can try, but he's—you know—he the freedom of the press. Uh, so, yeah, I know. He can, he, yeah. I mean, it could, it could hurt. Obviously, it could hurt his uh, connections later. But um, the story has to get out.
0: Yes. Yeah. That—that's what bothers me with the media. That lately, I've been watching the Weather Channel. It's more interesting than the news. At least I know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. all over the world. But they, they don't always report it the way it is. They report it the way they see it. And every commentator will report the same story, but it won't be the same way. So you don't know. And it time seems to be to a debor- lot of, yeah.
1: Seems to be it's some scary. editorializing in straight news nowadays, yeah.
0: So someone takes aim at Rick, and I want to smack him in the head, reputation. Tell us about Leverage and why they changed to them and what Rick did with the investigation for Fulcrum, and all of a sudden they wanted they they try to take him down.
1: Well, one thing he finds out about this investigative agency, um, the one mm-hmm. high up in the in the skyscraper, is that when they when other agencies bump up against them, all of a sudden. Speaking of reviews, there's a lot of uh, bad reviews that show up on the other agency's website website. So uh, that's happened to Rick's friend and partner Moira. Mm. a year or so ago she, she'd actually come across this agency for um, by invest she was investigating a, uh, adultery and on the other end, the adulterer hired this leveraged, and uh, they they take the, the term leverage very seriously.
0: Mm. I know that has a multiple meaning there, people. So we have time for a few more. Who is Ma- oh this one? She really got on me. Who is Madeline Cummings, and why does she decide to drop Rick? That is, yeah, that got me. But she has her own well, agenda. Cummings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She works for the, she works for the uh, company, which is a um, – it's actually a defense, it's defense contractor mm-hmm. that has a DOD side where they sell to the Department of Defense. And they also – it's a, for mm-hmm. radar and sonar. And they also sell on the civilian side, which I have a friend who works for a company that does just that, where they have these two different um, funnels of, of uh, income. And on the Department of Defense side, Rick can't do background checks for those potential employees because they actually have to be um, checked by an agency from the U.S. government. Mm. This is all true. And, but this woman worked for HR, and she oversaw Sarah Bondari, who worked with Rick on the civilian side. Mm. And she doesn't um, – Rick thinks there's just something a little odd about her um, – Finds out something kind of almost by happenstance about her background through a uh, old newspaper article that leads him to believe that she's not that trustworthy, and she doesn't like him, of course, because she feels that mm. he's on to her, that she's that he's on to her. Yes.
0: Well, you don't like her either. How can anybody like her? So. <laughs> Then he gets – this got really interesting. He gets emails, and why does he contact my other favorite character, Moira, to help him? She takes no prisoners. That's what's really great about her. So you got to keep her. You can't kill her off. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, Moira is uh, one of my favorite characters. And Moira is a character who I never en- envisioned writing because when I started mm-hmm. writing, Rick, 20 years ago, it took me 10 years, 10 years to get published. I started Mm. writing him. I wanted him to be a lone wolf. No sidekicks, no partners, and I needed another private investigator for just one scene in my second book, Night Tremors, and I put Mm -hmm. the two of them together, and I saw the relationship, cantankerous, but also um, kind of older sister, younger brother, and I realized I needed Moira in that book more, and then I needed her throughout the entire series, so yes, she is one of my favorite characters, and one of the favorite characters of my readers. But um,
0: well, that was the first remember. book I read was Night Tremors. For some reason, that was the first one they sent me, and now Oceanview sends me something every week. They keep me busy. <laughs> well, I know. Well, I'm glad.
1: I'm glad they're doing their job, and keeping me busy. Yeah. So Sarah is, and I mean, more rather. Uh, Rick is lucky they part they partner at times, and mm. because. He concedes that she is smarter than him, a better private investigator, also a little more even keel. Rick kind of follows his gut too much, and Moira thinks about things more. And she can be uh, kind of the, the break that he needs uh, at times, the breaking system he needs. So he, the two of them do get together on this case, and um, she helps him as they're trying to get to the bottom of Who's behind this private investigative agency?
0: Mm. So, how does this affect his family and his relationship with his wife and daughter? How does she feel about him investigating with Moira? Does it bother her?
1: No, she likes Moira. They have a, they have a friendship, um, and also they have come a, kind of have an understanding that Moira won't get him into dangerous situations now. This situation turns dangerous, but Rick mm. got there all by himself and brings Moira in. But no, there's no jealousy or anything like that. And Moira is kind of like an aunt to um, to Krista, the, the, the daughter, mm. and she feels a responsibility to keep Rick safe because she cares so much for the what she who she considers her niece.
0: Well, I have a few more questions before we end. About five more. Okay. Tell us. Tell us more about Fulcrum. And why they dared to badmouth Rick and what was their motivation? That really got me angry.
1: Well, Fulcrum is a defense contractor. Um, yeah. Fulcrum Security, and they uh, produce, like I said, radar and sonar, but also something I uh, discovered through through uh, research called LiDAR. L I D A R. Mm-hmm. That. Um, is new and so, semi-new, not that new in, in defense contracting, but it's it's really important. It has a lot to do with drones. And that sort of becomes the linchpin of the whole investigation behind the scenes. I won't get into it. But, uh, well, that goes back to the uh, Cummings woman. She doesn't, um, she doesn't, she thinks Rick is getting a little, digging a little too deeply into her background. And she... <laughs> she, along with help from another entity, does something very nasty to Rick and hurts his reputation with other potential mm. clients.
0: That very is nasty. really nasty. Well, what other characters? I didn't list them here. What other characters are involved in this, have something to do with this? There are other people that that you know, really want to get Rick. I know that. So there are a few other people that are there. I read the last epilogue. I'm not going to read that out loud. Well. I was like, oh, my God. So what was the – what? tell us about Obsidian and what they have to do with this.
1: Obsidian is a shell corporation up in Monterey, California, up from here, up from San Diego. And Rick finds a connection between them and this uh, private investigating agency all the way in San Diego. That's, uh, I think it's about 400 miles apart. And first of all, shell corporations are very hard to track where the money comes mm. from, where it goes, and what do the hell they have to do with some private investigative agency in San Diego. It doesn't make any sense. And Rick uh, goes up to investigate with Moira, and he finds the CEO of the of Obsidian is this kind of wannabe playboy. Uh, who has a very nice yacht up there in Monterey Bay. And he's trying to figure out how can this kind of mm, not the brightest guy uh, and spends most of his time trolling for women in bikinis on his yacht, mm. how can he be in charge of this of this uh, potentially large corporation, shell company, shell corporation, and is there someone else behind him mm. What's, who's the real who's the real brains of this operation and That's what Rick has to find out.
0: Well, we're not going to tell them and before no. before we end, I have to ask this question because this would bother me i have I have your reading clubs book club discussion questions, and this one really got me. Midnight has been the only constant in Rick's turbulent life, and he is much more than a mere house pet. What does midnight mean to Rick and how do their roles protect each other and shift throughout the book? I love Midnight. you got to keep him, too. <laughs>
1: uh, I love Midnight, too. Um, Midnight is all – Rick has led a somewhat of a solitary uh, life uh, mm-hmm. since we've known mm-hmm. him all these ten years. And Midnight is the dog that his girlfriend at the time, um, Kim, bought for him uh, – all these years ago is is uh, up and down you know times good and bad midnight's always there like like any good dog would be mm-hmm. and midnight actually and has been heroic in other books or another book
0: mm-hmm. he's
1: and, and been traumatized physically in another book and to to rick he's more than a dog he is a he is a, a fantastic guard dog
0: He's uh, mm.
1: extremely smart, and he's very, you know, like all good dogs, he senses tension with Rick when it's there. And um, the sad thing about Midnight is that I write these books in real time, and Midnight now, in this book, I think is 12. And, mm. you know, I mean, I, I I have to be true to um, the passage of time, so Midnight's 12 right now, so...
0: Yeah, I think that's my brother's dog, time. I think, is 15. I think Bella is 15. And hopefully that's Bella will make it to a little dog. bit more. Yes, yeah, she's a Rottweiler, yeah. pit bull Rottweiler. You don't want to mess with Bella. No, yeah, well,
1: that's, that's very <laughs> old for a dog that
0: size. Yeah. So why does the sister fire him, and how does he finally piece it all together?
1: Well, the sister... Um, succumbs to some of the rumors that are going around about Rick and she surprisingly cuts their relationship and uh, Rick pieces things together with the help of Moira and his own dogged determination
0: I know that
1: I mean there's it, it doesn't it's fraught with uh, potential negative consequences, the ending. I'll just say that.
0: Well, before I forget, I'm not sure if this is going to happen on Friday. I truly hope. Um, Isaac Wright Jr. Is, was wrongly accused. He spent 16 years getting himself out of – he was in jail for doing something he never did. And he was wrongly accused, and he became a lawyer, and he works with um, people wrongly accused. His book is called Mark for Life, and I hope to God that he doesn't get caught to go to court on Friday again. The seventh, somebody we all know and love, David Putnam, scorned. On the 13th, we have a unique person, Greenleaf Murders. On the uh, 16th, we have the author of uh, Cleopatra's Revenge. And on the 20th, some of your favorite people, Dick, Vincent, Bruce, and Charles. And we're going to talk about who do you write like and how do you pick your character's personality, or whatever comes up in my mind. And on the 23rd, uh, T.J. O'Connor is coming on with the Hemingway Deception. That should be very interesting this month. And that's just part of next month. And don't forget Iris Johansson, two hours in March. So, where do you see Rick next and what about him and leah what's next for them
1: well the next book i just turned in is called um odyssey's end Mm -hmm. and uh rick i am not going to talk about but rick and leah have their ups and downs i'll just say that Mm -hmm. and um he's in the next book he's uh goes on a different path than he's ever been on that
0: way. Well, as long as you don't that kill them off. Uh,
1: comes out December of um, this year, 2023.
0: I think I got this uh, one. out also December. I think I got it in September or October. I'm telling you, they they keep me so very nicely busy. I the book mail has been really bad, and the post office hasn't been delivering anything for some reason. So when I get a book promotion <laughs> View, <laughs> I just pick it up and do it. Yeah. I just read liquid, well, um, liquid under the under the uh, liquid shades under blue. That was really interesting. That was really good also. And then when your book came, I go well, wait a minute, that came up first. So that's next to you. Where can we find out more about you and your work? <laughs> Excuse
1: me, um, MattCoilBooks. dot I'm on uh, Facebook. That's where most of my social media stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Matt and um, the other social media I just kind of look and retweet stuff Or Instagram, whatever Like but, yeah. I want to thank, thank you books. so
0: much Keep going, where else well, can you find friend, you? As always
1: um, Find me uh, In libraries When necessary
0: That That's nice Because the library up here won't put my book In the library, mine are really good but before I forget, Accusations, Faces Behind the Zones, Accusations came out January 2nd. And it's, a, it's told from the point of view of the dead person that was wrongly accused, whose voice was silent or deserved whatever I did to them. I'm serious. So, um, Matt, feel better. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you so much. Everybody have a great day, and bye.
1: Thanks, Fran.